Well, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, Genesis. <clears throat> and last week, we did really good. We got through three days of, of the uh, uh, creation, uh, going back into, obviously, in Genesis 1. And I tell you, a lot of good information came out, and I appreciate all the, the comments and the, uh, the comments that everybody made. <laughs> I was thinking for looking for another word, but I couldn't think of it. But anyhow, I appreciate all the comments that were made. Uh, a lot of things were brought out that uh, that I hadn't even thought of or what have you, and I appreciate y'all bringing that out because that was uh, very informative for me as well. But <clears throat> to get back into uh, Genesis here and the uh, creation uh, account that we have here, just to kind of recap a little bit, day, on the first day, we find where God had made uh, the, the separation of, of day and night. He had created light. Uh, the second day, he had created an expanse or uh, firmament, depending on the, um, the translation you have. So he had uh, caused ultimately... Uh, I guess you can consider it the atmosphere in a sense because he calls the, the, the space in between uh, uh, there. You have the, um, in day three, uh, calls the water to separate from dry land and made the grass and trees and herbs and all the uh, the, the plant life in a sense. So he had made the, uh, land and the water and the plants there, but that's you. Know, so we've gotten this far so much. Any thoughts or comments over the first three days before we continue on? Though, all right, good deal. So we got it all out uh, last week as far as those three days go. Uh, day four, what happened the fourth day? Does anybody know? I know Janice and probably Karen, some of the other ones that taught the little ones. You know, you can probably sing the song in their head, day one, day one. But uh, day four, the, the sun and the moon and the stars, uh, which it, it, when you look at it in the text, uh, at least in, in uh, my version here, let me see, uh, in verse 16, uh, says, then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and then he made the stars also. Uh, so obviously we're talking about the sun and the moon, the greater light and the lesser light, the sun and the moon, um, which I mean, we know now or today that the moon doesn't actually, uh, is not a light source in itself, but yet reflects the light of the sun, but he still made uh, the two lights, the greater light and the, and, the, and the lesser light. But what I find interesting here is that he doesn't name them as far as sun and moon. Um, and like we had said when we talked about the beginning of it, as far as when Moses had written this, as far as how that it was uh, during the time that the Israelites were, um, were wandering in the wilderness, uh, when he was writing these words, and so 
we have the names of sun and moon. I mean, not necessarily sun and moon. It would have been uh, the language of their day. But they, it, it didn't specifically say it uh, in there. It just has the greater light and the lesser light. Is there any reasons on why you think that that might be the case? That he didn't give, that Moses in writing this didn't specifically call it sun and moon. As I was reading some things, I'd come across this, and they really put much thought into it. But the what I what I saw or what I'd read is how that uh, the ancients in this time, at the time that Moses is writing this, would go out and worship the sun and the moon and and uh, and have them set up as gods in a sense. And here not giving them the name sun and moon would also take away the uh, deity portion of the sun and the moon as well. So it would kind of, <clears throat> you would know that that's what he's referring to as far as the greater light and the lesser light. But as far as not giving them a name and removing that uh, that aspect of people wanting to worship that would make it more uh a lesser thought. Any thoughts or comments on that? All right. So, it, and honestly, Glenn, I've struggled with that. And, I, and before I came last week, man, I was going through so many different things trying to figure this out. And and I actually asked Jim at the end of class last week, you know, his thoughts on that because <clears throat> it's really it's hard for me to imagine, but when. When Jim was explaining it to me last week, he was uh, making reference to how that everything was chaos at the beginning, as he just did, and how that he had created a light, but then he put order to that light, which made more sense to me as far as how that worked out. And uh, and last week when Jeff was asking at the very beginning, uh, we was talking about the time spans as far as you know what the time spans might have been. I, I really thought that he was going to come out with that question when he first started asking. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, man, here we go. But, <laughs> but no, uh, but, but I appreciate his question last week, and, and I appreciate your question this week because I knew it was going to come. I just didn't know when and how, but, but I appreciate Jim's comments on that too. Any, any thoughts or comments upon that, though? I don't want to just shut it off from there as far as uh, the light being created on day one and then putting order to it in day four, as far as the greater light versus the lighter light. Jeremy? Right. So it's all an order aspect as far as trying to put something together. Julie? Before before day four, didn't have the sun and moon, and as of day four and on into today, it's controlled by the sun and moon. Yes, absolutely. I Jim, that's an interesting thought. I've never really thought about it in that aspect as far as him spreading it out over six days versus doing it all in one day because, like you said, I mean, he could have done it all in one day. And there's, exactly. Jeremy? Well, in verse 14 where Jim was making mention of it, talks about divide the day from the night and let them be signs for the, and seasons uh, for days and years. Uh, Absolutely. <clears throat> he definitely had a, a reason and a design for it because, uh, and I'm 
not as good as others and be able to quote it exactly and tell you the book, chapter, and verse, but uh, makes mention of even before the foundations of the world, uh, he knew that we were going to need a Savior and had already in place uh, the Christ which was going to come and give us salvation. So even before he even started any of this, he already had that thought process thought process in mind. He already knew how it was going to end up. Um, so he, absolutely, he definitely had a design and a reason for it, and that very well could be the reason because we needed to know exactly what a day was and how it consisted of. Uh, probably even knew how the week was going to be set up and, and maybe even just given that time span of a week you know, and, and things to that aspect. Yes, very good point. Anything else? Absolutely, absolutely. The seasons having their order as well because they have the certain aspects, certain things that, that the order of the seasons are doing as well um, for growth and for uh, things to happen there. Absolutely. Any other thoughts or comments before we leave day four? Well, they still had a way to chart it. How they did it, I'm unsure of exactly, but we do have you know, references as as far as how long each person had lived, uh, when we, as we go on through Genesis, get through to chapter 5, I think it is, uh, where we find you lived so many years and then had died, and uh, it goes on through the genealogy there as far as how they had tracked years. Very good thought, though, as far as charting the... Uh, and that's part of the how the seasons all roll into there because you've got different seasons throughout the year. And like I said, I, I didn't research as far as how they tracked it at this particular time, uh, you know, how they determined what a, a year was, but somehow or another they, they had. And for nothing else, God might even set it up for them because, you know, God spoke to man, you know, back in this time period as well directly, so. Any, any other thoughts or comments? Absolutely. And kind of what uh, Glenn was talking about as far as tracking, you know, from there all the way up. Um, and if I remember right, it's from around six to 7,000 years old as far as the earth goes is what, is what the, uh, the figure comes out to be when you go through the genealogies and all. And I, I even remembered... Uh, I think it was Brad Harib I was listening to uh, preaching one time. He had made reference to that, and somebody had making med- or he had made the mention how that people will try to say that there's gaps and holes in the genealogies there, but when you go to the book of um, Jude, I think it was, I had made mention how Enoch was the seventh from Adam, and you go back into that genealogy there in Genesis chapter 5, I do believe it is, there. It's either five or six. I can't remember if it's the end of five or beginning of six. Um, but you have the the uh, genealogies there, and you can see that uh, Enoch was the seventh, but seventh from Adam. And I want to say that's right. Don't quote me on that because I haven't looked that up in a long time. But I was trying. Yeah, I, I remember something about that as well, and, and that is very interesting. If you've never done that uh, or seen the chart or anything. I'm sure you could probably find it somewhere online, but if not, you could go through 
uh, like we've been talking about, the genealogies here, and start, all right, beginning, you got Adam, and he lives so many years, and then draw a line, and then so on and so forth throughout uh, the time period there, and see the overlap on how people are, or how they fail and everything. But, Ryder, did you have something? Absolutely, and Ryder was talking about the Creation Museum, if you couldn't hear him, uh, over in, where did you say it was, in Kentucky somewhere? All right, so Cincinnati, Ohio, I guess? Okay. All right, I think I do remember, uh, the Creation Museum's in Ohio, and then the art uh, thing, which, actually, there's a pamphlet over here, I think I saw it this morning when I was setting the bulletins down. Um, if anybody was still interested in that, I've actually picked one of those up, and but Roger was making mention of the Creation Museum, how it has uh, specifics in the time periods and in uh, uh, other scientists and all, uh, many scientists that back up this this aspect. It's a shame that we don't have more of a publicity on that. But <clears throat> as far as the Creation Museum, though, uh, I know my sister had also went there, and she talked really highly of it. And, I would really love to get over there myself with the kids and, and go through that. All right. Well, day five in general, uh, he, he created all the sea creatures, the birds, and he had also uh, told them uh, there towards the end of day five to be fruitful and multiply. So uh, I think it was last week we had talked about how that when it, as God was creating uh the, the animals, that he was also creating them uh, male and female at the beginning, just as, you know, obviously we have today, and creating the natural cycle of life. Um, but he had created the sea creatures and the birds uh, on day five. And then we're just going to go on and talk about day six, and we can kind of wrap them all together. Uh, but day six is when he had uh, made all the land animals, uh, the, the beasts of the earth, the creeping things on the earth, and what have you. Uh, but then we see a change here. And, uh, and it was also interesting because in uh, day six, we find God going from let there be to let us make. And here... Uh, we find God uh, referencing or, or talking about making man uh, after his own image or after their their own image because uh, it's a plural sense. Let us make man in our image uh, according to our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing and everything that creeps on the earth. Um, and so here we have God creating man um, and in, in chapter 2 we, we find a little bit more about it but I don't want to get into chapter 2 right away. Um, so we have him ultimately finishing up his, his creation. He has made all the, the Creatures of the sea and the birds, on the fifth day, on the sixth day, he creates all the land animals, in a sense. Um, all the little insects and things is what I'm gathering from the creeping things. Um, 
and then he finishes out his creation with the the ultimate uh, creation, and that is uh, man in itself. So we have this going through, uh, and as you get to the close of the first five days, as Jim had made mention of last last week, we see where God says it was good. He saw it was good, and uh, and after that, it talks about how the uh, evening or the morning and the evening, I forget how it's worded, the evening and the morning uh, was there and on into the next day. So after each day, we find God saying it was good. Well, <clears throat> here at the end of, of day six, in verse 31, the last verse of, of, of Genesis chapter one says, then God saw everything that he had made and indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. The very there, uh, according to uh, Vine's words, uh, has exceedingly good. It was uh, perfect in, in a sense as far as the creation that he had made. And that's what I almost got into a tent or got off on a rabbit there. Uh, a few minutes ago, we was talking about the creation of, of Eve and, and how she was pretty and everything. But <clears throat> everything, I mean, you got to think, this is God creating everything here. So at the very beginning, everything was made perfectly. It was all perfect in, in its creation, um, which... The thought had, somebody had made mention, and I can't remember if it was a sermon or a Bible class or whatever, it's been quite some time ago, but had made mention as far as the aspect of how that, you know, we think today as far as how much our, our thought process has, has gained and what have you over the years, but it was, the, the comment that was made in a sermon or Bible class, whatever it was, had made reference to the fact of how it was more so the opposite way on how Adam, how smart Adam would have been and has kind of generally fallen off since because all we've really done is build on knowledge throughout the years. Um, don't know if that's accurate or anything, but just a thought process there that I thought I'd throw out there to you um, because we're talking about the created uh, God's creations here and how that everything was perfect in the beginning. But any thoughts or comments on any of that? Didn't want to throw all that out there and not give you a uh, reason to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Man was definitely his, the pentacle, I guess you can say, the, the, the very highest of his creation. Um, and that's why we have chapter two that really kind of gets into that a little bit more um, as far as how the, uh, him creating man. Um, any other thoughts or comments? After their species. <coughs> right. After, you know, so you know, he created um, a dog and, and all the, they're all after their own kind, you know, and yeah, I, 
That, and now, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't do a hard study on that aspect, but that's what I've thought of when it talks about after his kind, after you know, that particular species kind. Any other thoughts or comments? We'll close out here and talk about day seven next week. So he, he, he wasn't re- referencing uh, man. He was referencing more the animals, the beasts of the field, uh, where it talks about uh, in verse 25, or 24 and 25, where it says, Then God said, uh, let, let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind. And that, by the way, mine actually says its. It's not his kind. Uh, its kind, uh, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. Uh, and then 25 goes on and expounds on that some more there. But uh, he uh, apparently his version had made his kind after his kind rather than its kind. Uh, and he was asking about the his there. After, you know, it wasn't, he said it wasn't capitalized, but he was just curious about that. Yes. Go ahead. Very good. Thank you for your comments and attention.